Hello and welcome to the Kinetic Fitness Show, where we inspire you to live a longer, healthier, happy, and more joyful life. We cover everything you need to know to be optimally healthy in your mind, body, and spirit. Are you ready to become the ultimate version of yourself? Well, let's dive into another episode with your host and guide by your side, Allie West. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 56. Super grateful to have you on board listening in. This is your first time with me. Welcome to the show. If you are a returning listener or a regular listener, welcome back. I have another great episode lined up for you today with an inspirational guest. I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to get stuck into this episode. I know you're going to love it. And I know you're going to get a lot from this episode as well. A little bit of a background on my guest. She's going to tell you a lot more and we'll get going. We'll get going with this episode because it's going to be a great, great episode. My guest today is Shelley McCoy. Shelley is a CrossFit athlete. She's based in Dundee in Scotland and she's also a gym owner just like me. So we have that in common. Shelley has a master's degree in sports science and she is a absolute expert when it comes to human movement she's delved deep into this line of work and this profession of helping people with human movement she's got qualifications in rehabilitation in sports massage in kinesio taping so many different qualifications and levels of expertise in movement rehab and all those kind of areas she has used crossfit to not only help herself but to help others and inspire others as well which she's going to tell you a lot about on this episode. She's also a CrossFit coach and a weightlifting coach as well. She's got a lot of strings to her bow, you could say, and she's gonna fill you in on a lot more of that information. Just before I share this episode with you, I will point out that we did this interview remotely via Zoom, so it's a conference call, and at certain points, there are a couple of issues with the audio very very minor it doesn't affect anything too much but i will point out around 40 minutes the audio goes a bit crackly for about 10 seconds literally that's it you can still hear what shelly's saying but a little bit crackly this is what happens sometimes with technology but i wanted to put this episode out because it's a powerful episode so a little bit of an audio issue but for the vast majority of it it's absolutely fine and you will love the content 100 percent So I just wanted to point that out, but that's it. Let's do this. Let's get stuck into episode number 56 with Shelly McCoy. Enjoy the episode. Let's do it. Hey, Shelly, how are you today? Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. You're totally welcome. Hi, I'm having a good day. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, we were just having a little chat off air about our uh, gym, so... I'm keen to learn a little bit about how that came about for you, but we'll come on to that in a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to pick into your your knowledge, your your expertise, and share it with my listeners. Um, but before we do that, can you just give myself and the and the guys listening in a little bit of a, a backstory about you, and just tell us who who you are? Okay. So my name is Shelley McCoy. I'm known on social media as CF Shelley a handle I created like five, six years ago and it's become my actual identity. 
But um, I am a competitive crosser athlete and competitive weightlifting athlete. I'm also a gym owner, that's new. Um, but I'm also a rehabilitation specialist. Um, I have a master's in biomechanics and kinetics. I went to uni up at RGU in Aberdeen. Um, I did a few things there. I also covered sports science. I have a degree in that. Um, and over the last few years, I've spent my time getting becoming established in CrossFit as an athlete, but also working with a lot of online clients as a personal trainer and one-to-one -one as a personal trainer here in Dundee, which is where I'm stationed, um, and building a client base within my clinic because all of that for me was to eventually own and open, operate my own place, which is where I am right now. I am currently in Sweatbox. This is my clinic in Sweatbox. Um, so yeah, so anything there you'd like me to elaborate on, let me know. But basically that's the crooks of me. I'm just a girl that likes a bit of sport. I've got loads of random qualifications in sport because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And now I'm in a gym that kind of houses them all. No, it's interesting, Shelley, because it sounds like we've got a lot of things in common in terms of the route that we've followed in terms of biomechanics and functional movement. That's very much what the route that I went down before I decided to open my own facility as well. So lots of similar similarities there. And the things I want to touch on to start off with are the CrossFit journey. Just tell me how that came about. How did you get into CrossFit? Where did it all start? And, and what was the reasoning behind going down this CrossFit path? Um, well, I originally, it's quite a rough story, but originally I came into CrossFit because I was a very unhappy young girl. Um, I found CrossFit maybe six, seven, six years ago, maybe actually now, six years ago. And um, when I did find CrossFit, I was really, really overweight and really unhappy. However, for my younger years, I'd been a competitive horse rider and very active. I danced, I swam, I played hockey. Um, but I, I got into a relationship when I was um, 17 and I dated this person for a long time. And you know what relationships are like, things are good, things are bad. This one went bad. Um, and as a result of that, I ended up very unhappy for whatever reason. I was very unhappy, very overweight. I lacked confidence. And listening to me talk now, seeing me now, you wouldn't think confidence was an issue for me, but it really was. Um, and a couple of friends of mine were doing this type of training. I didn't know what cross it was. So when I seen them laying on the floor, um, one of them was sick outside. I seen the other one laying on the floor, like telling me he was dying. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Um, and they said, oh, it's CrossFit, you need to Google it. So I Googled it, and the first thing that came up was Camille LeBlanc-Bazinet. Now, she's a French-Canadian CrossFit athlete, and she is unbelievable. Um, she still is now, but back then, she was in her prime. So uh, I just thought, wow, that looks brutal. Um, and I think I was seeking that. I was seeking some root some solution to my problem and my problem was I was massively overweight I was very unhappy and I'm not the sort of person that does I'm not the softly softly approach kind of girl I'm a bit like I need a baptism of fire and I need it now and that looked like my solution so the guys invited me to train with them so I did um 
I was sick of myself. I was sick of my shirt. I was sick yeah. of my shoes. Um, and by the end of it, I felt different. I felt good. And that was probably the first time I'd felt good in two years, three years. Um, so I decided to invest more time into it. And within the first six months, I'd literally lost all of the weight. I went from like a size 16 to a size six. Now, disclaimer, do not do that. That was wrong. And that was not good for me. And it wasn't good for my hair. And it wasn't good for my nails. And it wasn't generally good for my skin or me in general. But I needed that. And that's what I did. And CrossFit became my number one focus because it gave me back myself and I started to feel more like myself and over the course of a year I got pretty good I don't I don't mean that in a bad way but I was good I could do the things I could see these guys doing and I'm a fast learner I always have been um my mum that's my mum's like influence in me it was just do it until you get it right so that's what I've done and then within the first year or two I started competing and I won a couple of things I I tried lots of qualifiers for the important comps and I qualified for them all the bigger ones and um, and I decided then that the feeling I got the satisfaction I got gave me back something I hadn't had in a lot of years and that was like self-worth self-belief belief and so I, uh, I chased that. I really, really chased it. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm still in it now, because the feeling I get every day is something that I never want to lose. Every workout I do, every skill I achieve, I just get this. And I love that. And I, I don't want that to stop. So I probably won't ever give up CrossFit. Perfect. Sounds like CrossFit has been your saviour to some extent. 100%. And I try not to say... CrossFit saved my life because I don't want people to go, oh, yeah, all right then. It's only sit-ups and running, calm down. But really, if I look back to who that girl was, and I rarely do it because I know I'll never be her again, but when I look back to who that girl was, I wouldn't ever want to be her again. Um, I feel sorry for her. Uh, I, that's the sort of person I want to help. That's the sort of, that's the sort of person that needs our help and I say ours in the fitness industry and people who generate positivity and those who do believe in themselves and and have a solution for others too and I feel like CrossFit gave me all those things and, and I was already at uni doing sport and exercise and I was already on the route to wanting to be a sports physio but I you can't embody all of those things in that industry without the confidence in yourself and the ability within yourself because you are your own business card um, and in this industry a thousand people see your face and that's why they decide if they're going to speak to you or not and my face was always sad so that isn't to me the someone who I'd like to work with and um, so yeah like even though it gave me back my confidence it gave me back my drive and my ambition and ultimately it's forged me a business yeah for sure just let's just backtrack a little bit then on that story, Shelley. When you first decided that you was going to give CrossFit a go and you went to the CrossFit facility, CrossFit box, whatever you want to call it, what was going through your mind? Was you, was you shitting yourself? Was you like, let's do this? Like, tell, tell us a little bit about what happened because there'll be a lot of people that 
were that are in this situation right now that maybe listen to this and they'll be, I want to give it a go. I want to get started, but they, they might be apprehensive. They might be worried. Just tell, tell us a little bit about your experience and what happened and how you overcame that and how it switched around. Yeah. I mean, for me, from you've got to have a why. What is your why? Why are you here? What do you want? And I, knew that I need, I didn't want my life back, I needed it back. I was, it was that or nothing. That, and for me, it makes it, it makes it easier for me to understand my own mind in a way because again, I'm all in. So I knew it needed to happen. And yes, I was scared. I'm not even gonna pretend for a second that I'm invincible. I'm not, I cried a lot. Some of those tears were because it was hard. Some of those tears was because I was scared. Some of those tears were because I hated what I seen. Some of those tears were because I didn't want anyone to judge me. Some were because I was openly judging myself. Some were because I didn't believe I could do it. Some were that I didn't really want to do it. I knew it was gonna be hard. I knew I'd feel terrible. I knew it was hard work. Um, and so there's so many emotions associated with beginning something new and we're not just talking about crossfit talking about life we're talking about a new relationship a new job and becoming a parent for the first time i don't have kids but i'm godmother to nine and i still get that same oh my god i hope i don't drop the baby feeling like i think i think for those who are beginning it for the first time beginning for the first time why are you there and does it mean that much to you because for me it meant everything i had in my view i had nothing at that time because i just lost a person who'd been my one and only for eight years and they were gone and with that went my best friend and at that point i was like well what else is there to do but give it everything i've got and i think i felt as low as i could feel so there was only one way for me that was up and 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 this was an option i didn't know it was going to work I wasn't guaranteed success. I didn't, I couldn't guarantee 25 minutes later after I'd done some box jumps, falling on my face twice. I didn't know that I was going to feel like this, like I do right now, six years ago. I didn't know that. But you've got to take a risk and you've got to take that first step. And, and if it doesn't work out, then that's okay because I've failed a million times in this pathway and I'm still here and that's okay because your failure is your first attempt in learning and I was prepared to learn and I had a very powerful why. Yeah, that's so, so powerful and so important. I'm a firm believer of, of knowing the why and then you'll work the how out as you go for sure. And that's exactly what you've done. I mean, you, you, you found it, you got stuck in and then it's just snowboard and you've learned along the way you've fell flat on your face, but then you've got to where you are now and now it's your, not only was it your savior, now it's your life and you're trying to share this, these skills and this thing that you found and this purpose that you found with others. And I think that's, that's amazing. And that's exactly why I do this podcast, why I run my facility and do what I do. And it's super powerful when you do get that why. And we spoke about that numerous times on this podcast, that purpose, that why, that desire, when you've got that, you can, you can do anything and overcome anything for sure. Um, I wanted to just as well, while we're, while we're on this topic of, of CrossFit, the whole, the whole idea of CrossFit, back then when you got involved in it six years ago, was it, was it a different practice, a different sport to what it is now? Because I remember going back, 
probably like 10 years ago now. And I'm going to be honest with everyone, with you and with the listeners. I used to have this like anti CrossFit thing because I used to get a lot of people coming to see me that were battered because they'd been doing CrossFit. Like they'd come in and their shoulder would be blown out or the knee would be blown out. And I'd be like, what you've been doing CrossFit? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I've done CrossFit. And I'd be like, oh, what is this CrossFit? It's ruining people. But I know now I've, I've completely changed my ideas and my, and my um, perception of it because I've seen how it's evolved. I like, how do you see things? How do you see things have, have, have changed over the years? Because I, I know now it's a lot, it's a lot better environment for people to train. It's a lot more welcoming. It's a lot more organized. It's a lot more structured. But I just wanted to get your idea of how you've seen the sport progress and how different it is now from when you first came into it and, and that kind of ideas behind it. Well, when I first started it, it wasn't trendy. And the box that I was at in Dundee was the only one of its kind. There was only one in Dundee. And they had a decent amount of members, but not the same sort of a member that any other global large gym in the town center. We had like six gyms in our city. One was CrossFit and probably wouldn't have had the most members, but it wasn't trendy. Um, and also what used to happen is Ned and his mate Ian used to throw some stuff around in their garage on a trampoline upside down and hashtag it CrossFit. And yeah. like, that's what people's view of it was. So when I started it and I did Google it to begin with, I was like, I don't think I want to do that. Like jumping off roofs onto trampolines in the swimming pools, hashtag CrossFit. Like that's <laughs> not CrossFit. So originally I didn't have a good view of it myself, but when I looked at um, some of the structure and realized that it was this kind of black box programming style where everything's always different, I tried the gym and I couldn't stick to it because my attention span is like this big. So I was like constantly varied, I'm in, because I won't get bored of that. So um, back then it wasn't very trendy and what attracted me to it was the idea that it was always different and you could get fitter. Whereas now, I would say there's a huge culture around CrossFit now and there's a lot to be said for the elite versus how they break it down to grassroots. And there seems to be a very clear pathway now that CrossFit is for anyone. It isn't for everyone. You might dislike it for a million reasons and that's cool because you like the color orange, I don't. Doesn't mean I need to wear it because you like it. Thing is with CrossFit, Anyone can do it. My mum does CrossFit. Um, my nieces will do CrossFit. My nephew will do CrossFit. They're young. We just play with balls. We chuck them up against the wall. We learn how to burpee. We learn how to get off the floor. We learn how to climb. All of these things. And then in saying that, some people are really, really fit that come into CrossFit because they have another sport and they just use CrossFit as a way to keep fit during the season. In, in season, out season, they learn new skills and they keep their brain ticking over. So for the way it's progressing, I think it's becoming far more popular because people are starting to realize that functional movement is way more effective at building useful humans than bicep curls or bodybuilding. And not that I'm dissing those things because each to their own. And if you want to see what your body can look like when you try your hardest, then that's cool. But for me, I would like to be able to run for a bus, rescue a dog, pick up a car, I want to do all these things. I want to see what the human body is capable of. And I want to do everything that the human body can do. I want to walk on my hands. I want to do ring muscle ups. Um, and I think what's quite good is the CrossFit Games now 
is so much more varied. It's outside on obstacle courses. It's racing bikes in all terrain. It's picking heavy stuff up. It's how um, they can walk on their hands. It's getting around one pole. It's pegboarding and all of this now. That was never back then. We didn't see that back then. Back when I started, it was really quite gym-based. CrossFit was quite gym-based. And now it's global fitness. And, uh, and I think that's what's made it more accessible to many, many more people. I wouldn't yeah. say it's made a massive impact on social media recently because CrossFit itself has deleted all its social media. So now it's literally the box, the people that you are with here on a daily basis, that's your community. And that's not a bad thing to bring a city together. For sure. And I think that's why, I think that's why it's evolved and it's, it's become more and more popular is because it brings people together. It's that community, but then it's, it's, it's realized its identity, like you say about functional movement patterns and, and being varied. Whereas I think back in the day when it first came over from the States, it was probably a little bit more. Yeah. How many times can we fling this weight around as fast as possible or do as many reps or whatever. And it's, it's not like that anymore. And I think that's what a lot of people need to realize is that it has evolved and it's more accessible for, as you say, anyone. And yeah, I think it, I think it's a, it's powerful because of the, of that community element. That's just so, so big. And that's why I know a lot of my friends do CrossFit because they get that camaraderie, they go and work out, they're working on movement patterns that they might not usually do. And they're, and they're progressing as humans, but also progressing with relationships as well. And that's, there's nothing more powerful than that. And I like the point you you mentioned as well about it's it's not for it's for anyone but not for everyone and that's really important i think that's the same with all exercise i mean you've got to find what works for you and crossfit or kettlebells or weight training or functional training whatever it is to me it's always been the same it's always it's a tool in your toolbox and you you pick out what works for you and what suits the the task at hand and if it if it's good rock with it and stick with it and if it doesn't then it's all good and each to their own so yeah that's that's a powerful statement right Shelley let's talk about something you had a big thing happen in your life didn't you that I read about and that maybe not everybody knows and you had this uh, accident this car accident can you tell myself and the listeners about that but anyone can talk about a car accident but what I really want to know is like what what happened after like how did that affect your life what what did it show you what did you get out of it and what was the lesson maybe that, that you took from that that big thing in your life there's been when you said oh there's a few big well, you said there's a big thing happened in your life there honestly about seven things flashed to the front of my mind before i guess that you would pick the car crash okay there's been so many i've actually <laughs> if i write a book people will think i'm lying actually lying not um, if when not if, not if you write a book, when you write a book. When, yeah. Well, I believe the obstacle is the way because realistically, that's the only way I know I always get obstacles. But this one's particularly, um, it was not this January past January 4, January the 3rd it was, just after Christmas. Had a brand new car, um, a black Jeep Renegade. And uh, I loved it. And I went to see a friend out near Perth, but on back roads, a little place called Bridgerburn. And um, I went during the day, it was daylight, we had coffee, we had chats, um, my really good friend Tanya. Um, and then I was like, right, I better go home because I think, it, I don't remember what day it was, but I think it was like a Sunday, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, 
So I was going home to get ready for bed because I like to be in bed by like 9 p.m. So I left at like half six, but it was wintry, so it was already dark. Um, I was cruising down the road, literally 30 miles an hour, I wasn't going fast, and I stopped at a junction. Um, and then as I turned to, to go out the junction, I turned left, I accelerated to maybe only, again, 30 miles an hour. And as I did, my car just, I had nothing, nothing was working. And I was literally aware that I was going along the road at 20, 30 miles an hour with no control of the vehicle. And it just veered off to the right into a ditch. So it went over the embankment, down the embankment, and it hit the fence. And it was like, if the car was on its side, it hit the fence on the passenger. Was that be the passenger? No, driver. Driver's side, front wheel. Um, yeah, and it hit the the um, pole, which later turns out was actually a gas pole. No I'm way. so lucky. So I, um, when we actually inspected it, the guy was like, that's a gas pole. How that didn't go off, I'll never know. So I hit that and my car just went up and it went over the fence and it turned in midair and I, this, I swear, this was one of those like moments when I was like slow motion turning in my car upside down while things fell out my pockets and stuff. It was weird. And then it rolled onto its roof and it flipped over into this field. Now, I was upside down and I was like this holding onto my steering wheel, like no idea where I was but I bit my teeth down and put my chin into my chest and just like like this when I was in midair so when I stopped I just kind of opened my eyes and I was like in this crushed car and like I had my hands on the steering wheel my hair was like this touching the roof that was now crushed in on the car and I, I was really disorientated so I I called my brother I called my brother and said, I'm upside down in a car. And he said, drop the seatbelt, get out, go. So I was like, Shh, where is that? Where is that? And I was like this, or like this, trying to find where that was. And I dropped it and I landed on my head like this. And then and I, I shouted, I, uh, I'm trapped. The, the door's trapped because the door was trapped against the earth. So there was no way I could get out. And he was like, there's two sides to a car. I was like, yep, yeah, there's two sides to the car. So I was like turning round and then again, like the, because the car was tilted like this, it was kind of like that, but it was, the, the door was like this on me, but it was kind of caved in a wee bit. So I just had to start kicking it, kicking it and kicking it and kicking it until I got it out. And then I crawled out my car and my brother's like 200 paces from the car, go. My brother's military, so there's no messing around. So then he was like, right, drop me your location on Facebook right now with the radar and then give your coordinates to the police, call them on this number. So I did all of that, um, and then and it, like hours went by, loads of things happened, police and people and all that stuff. Went home, FaceTimed my mum, sat down and went, hi mum, she went, hi, unusual for you to call me. I was like, well, FaceTime me, I was like, just wanted to show I'm totally fine, look at me, I'm totally fine, look, yeah, I'm totally fine, all good? And she was like, why? And I went, I wrote off my car. So it's a little bit too close to home for us because my dad died when I was three um, in a car accident. So he wrote his car off and subsequently uh, he died. So my mum, just that was that, that was her. 
she was taken right back and she was, I was like, look, I'm totally fine. Look at my face, look, no scratches. I'm totally okay. So that was a managing situation, trying to manage my mum. But it wasn't until the next day that we went back that, because I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I called all my friends. They all came over. And I was like, it's not that bad. Like, the car's a wee bit smushed, but it's not that bad. Went back the next day. No, no. It's really bad, Shell. It's really bad. The roof is caved in. The front window's caved in. The side door's caved in. The front where the lights are, gone. You hit a gas hole, the fence is destroyed, the road like down into the bumper, you can see that the car didn't roll up into the grass, it literally went through. The, and it wasn't even going fast, it must have just been the angle that it came at, um, but it was black ice, so there was nothing I could do. Um, and it wasn't until I kind of looked at the car, I thought, who saved me here? Because, but I will say this, I went to the doctors, I got checked out, I had two cracked teeth from biting down so hard, but not a single scratch on my body, nothing. I wasn't cut from glass, I didn't have a bruise, nothing. And when I spoke to the, the doctor at a and &E, I actually know him really well because he comes and does CrossFit. Um, he said, if you weren't as strong as you are, you would be not here like this you might be here but you would be laying flat with tubes and everything he said the strength in your body to hold your own body position during that crash that's why you've walked out of that because there's just no way a car that looks like that upside down in a field rolling hitting fences there's just no way that you would walk away and be absolutely fine now my teeth i've had to have like so much work done on them because like it cracked right to the root not that I'm complaining, but it's just that's, that, that's all I've had to deal with it, like on a physical basis. I then got the same car again, because I feel like that car must be quite safe. I'm fine, I'm gonna get that car again. So I got the same car again. Um, but it did give me another reason to never put things off. It did give me another sense of I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. That wasn't my time. My time's not now. I've got obviously far more important things to do and to give. Um, and I wouldn't say I think about it very often. I mean, I thought about it for weeks after and I didn't sleep and all I heard was cracking glass around me. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like, I'd be like, did you hear that? Did someone break a glass? And everyone would be like, no, Shell. No smashing glass. Um, so I definitely did have like, a small temporary bout of like PTSD from it a little bit, I would say. And um, nothing major because now it doesn't affect me in any way. But at the time, at the time there were a few things, yeah. Um, and uh, also, I'm a big believer in like people being around you and supporting you and like having a little bit of other influence. I'm not very spiritual, but for literally a week, after that, every single day, there was white feathers on my doorstep. And I live in an apartment. I don't even live in, I don't even live in a street where they could just be blowing by, like a nearby dead bird. I live in an apartment on the second floor. So that's just not a thing. And like, I walked into my gym the next day. Inside my gym, there was white feathers on there where you scrub your feet. And my mum got a ball a big clear bauble and on it now it says 
when this feathers, when feathers appear, angels are near. And I have that in my bedroom and I keep the white feathers I find out. Do you know what? I don't really find white feathers very often anymore, but then there was loads. Blessed, obviously. Blessed, Blessed. by a higher power. Yeah, legit. I am, um, I actually probably do put, there's a lot of things. I just literally wrote a letter to my younger self. I put it out on my email subscription um, and I put it out on Facebook and I put a clip of it on Instagram or whatever. But in that letter to my younger self, that's what I say, like at the very bottom of it, I'm like, I'm not stopping until I get to the very top because that's the closest to the clouds I'll ever be. And I feel like that to me, that is a massive driving force. And if that was just a reminder to sharpen up, to wake up, to get back to it, then uh, it worked. Definitely yeah, worked. <laughs> for sure. It's it, all these things that happen that, I mean, you've had a lot of things happen to you and we all have, but to me, they're just, they're just sent there to, like you say, to, to see, see what's going on, to teach you a lesson and see, right. Is this person really as strong as they say they are? And, and, seeing if you can really, really do it and really ascend to the top like you say you're going to do. And I'm a true believer of that for sure, that, that all these things are lessons. And the beauty of what you've explained to me today and explained to the listeners is that you've not let any of that stuff, to, like it's been part of your life, but it's not defined you. Do you know what I mean? You said, oh, I think about it occasionally now. At the time, I thought about it a lot, but just I think about it occasionally now. And that to me shows me that, those things that have happened in your life, they don't define you. They're just part of what's happened and they're obstacles, as you said, or lessons along the, le on the way to yeah. teach you things. And I truly do believe that. And that's, that's amazing to, to see that you've not let them take over you and you've, you've kept on with your, your purpose and your vision for yourself. And that's, there's nothing more powerful than that in my eyes. So that's, that's amazing. And I really wanted to point that out to the listeners as well, because I think they can take a lot from that as well, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look at that letter. I'm intrigued by that. I'll, I'll have to, um, you'll have to send it to me for sure. Yeah, the letter, a letter to my younger self. Um, and How I old are you now, Shelly? Sorry. Talking to the girl I seen before she, like, it was the seven year ago me, before I started CrossFit, before I knew where I would be in business and I was renting a room from someone else and I was hopeful and I was naive um, and I was at the time uh, unaware of what this world actually was and um, it, do you know what it was Wednesday just passed was my very first day in my clinic in my gym and seven years ago a good friend of mine um, said what's the aim? And I said, in five years, I'd like to own my own gym and have my own clinic and be busy in them and have them together. And then on Tuesday night, I went home knowing that Wednesday would be my first day in my clinic, in my gym. And I sat down with a cup of tea. I like mango tea. So I sat down with my mango tea and I just wrote. And that piece, though it's quite long, took me seven minutes. It came out of my hand, like I'd written it a hundred times. It was just there. And this is, that's me. If I have something to talk about and I have an inspiration to write, it will come out so quick and it just, and it's, and I don't, and I won't alter it. It is my initial thoughts. It's from my heart. It's what I feel. It's situational. 
and it's done. And I literally wrote it and posted it and was like, done, there you go. That's what I'm thinking today. And I've had so many people read it and say it's resonated with them because who they were and who they are, who they are can influence this person. Um, or, and for me, it was very much about telling my younger self that it's about to get rough and there's many things you're about to encounter and you're going to hate a lot of them. Um, and you're going to feel low and you're going to fall and you're going to stumble and some people are not going to help you up. But do not, do not give up. Don't you dare stop now. And that's what my letter's about. So I'll send you it. Yeah, for sure. You probably like, like the read just because it's cool to put it into context with what we've discussed. Yeah. And, then, and it's going back to what we said 20 minutes ago. It's about that you've had that purpose and that vision for yourself. And I've spoke about this numerous times, how powerful that is. And that will get you through anything. And there's, I think that's the difference between the people that really make a go of it and make something of this, this what we've got, this life, this short time we've got. That that's the difference. The people that have that driving force behind them and those that just maybe skim along or let these things that happen to them consume them and take them over. I think that's the difference is that burning desire, that vision. vision. I'm hitting my microphone there, sorry. <laughs> the vision of where we want to go and the, and the purpose. Because you said seven years ago, I said, I want my own space and I want to be busy. Now you've got your own space and it will be busy. And that's the same as what happened to me. I said exactly the same thing. And if we uh, if we can dream it, we can we can get there for sure. And what you put out will come back, definitely. So you say you're not spiritual, but I reckon deep down you are. <laughs> I reckon I never used to be, and I feel like I believe in far more than I used to, based on the fact that I can't ignore it. I can't ignore that. There's there's things that you can be like, oh, don't buy into that, and you just don't look at it. See when it's put in your face every single day, eventually you're going to be like, okay, I get it. Someone else is around me. I get it. So yeah, I, um, I believe in far more now than I used to. And I think that's a good thing because whether it is or it isn't, it fills up my cup. Makes me feel like I'm definitely not by myself. And that in the trickiest times, I won't be alone. Exactly. And it's like, a, it's the combination of, of that and having faith. Do you know what I mean? It's you, you've been courageous through the last seven, eight years or probably your whole life. You've been courageous and you've, you've kept the faith and that's what's brought you to where you are now. Um, yeah. And all those things, all those little idiosyncrasies that we might call them that that's what it is. That's that, that faith and that courage and that purpose. Yeah. I feel like we've gone down a completely different route to what we want, what I wanted to go down, but that's good. This is the way these things go with podcasts. Yeah. It's always exciting. You always bring up different things. Let's um, flip the script. Let's go. And this, I mean, like, don't, we're not going to spend ages on this because this is probably two whole podcasts or three podcasts in its own. And we can obviously get you back on and talk about these in more detail, but just briefly, like explain to myself and the listeners, what kind of, your day-to-day -day, like training and nutrition and recovery looks like as well because I know it probably wasn't 10 years ago but recovery is a big part of CrossFit now before they used yeah. to batter themselves and not give a shit and that's why they came to see people like me and you but um, yeah, that's it. but now it's a uh, recovery is a big part of it so if you can just like touch on all of those points a little bit just so the that yeah. the, the listeners get a bit of um, context well, of, of your day-to-day -day. on that's a great. weekly basis 
for for the week I train five days and I recover for two. One of the recovery days will be active recovery, so I'll keep my heart rate to about 120. I'll exercise for about 30 minutes. It'll be slow, steady, relaxing, getting moving, checking if there's anything wrong anywhere quite a lot of the time. Um, so I do that one day. The other day is complete rest, but that's where I like to go and challenge myself and use my fitness. Wakeboarding, snowboarding, climbing, whatever, biking. I do loads of other sports. So I'll go and do one of those sports on another day. Within the five days of training, I train twice a day, usually early morning-ish and afternoon or early afternoon and a little bit later night. Um, my training program is written by the training program and my coach is Fraser McKenzie and he's assisted by Will Kane at times. So that's my coaching team. I get my program the night before or the week before, depending on how far ahead he wants me to be able to see. I check my program, come in, I do elements one, two, and three, and then later session four, five, and six. I usually have anywhere between four and seven elements to do in a day. That might be one strength, then a skill, then accessory work and a workout, other lifting type, another workout and uh, something I'm not good at type of thing. Um, that happens for those five days. That tends to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday's my active recovery, Sunday's my complete day off. My training varies depending on what time of year it is, but just now it's everything disgusting because it's the open. So my heart rate is always here and my energy levels are always here and that's kind of where I live at the minute. And that's okay. Um, Sometimes it's all strength building stuff. Sometimes it's all gymnastics, depending on where we're at. Um, and that's periodized over the course of the year to just put me at my best. We also put in swimming, running, kayaking, boating, biking, everything. I do a bit of everything. Um, for my recovery, I, I'm with awesome supplements. So I drink electrolytes all day. I also take their daily dose in the morning. Um, I also sleep in the afternoon or have a nap twice a week usually for an hour each time just to get my hours up. I go to bed every night at about 9 p.m., sometimes 10 and get try to get straight to sleep. And I get up every day usually about, depends what clients I have. Sometimes it's 6 a.m., sometimes it's 7 a.m. Um, depends on if I have an early PT client. Um, I eat a lot. Recently I haven't been as good at my eating and so I've been accountable to that. And I have a nutritionist called Carl, Coach Carl, He's amazing. He worked with me for like three years and we got great results together. Then I kind of said, look, I'm going to take a little step away from you just now while I build my gym and my business and I'll still eat the way I was. I just won't be checking in all the time. I don't need a performance-based diet at the minute. I need a work-based diet. So if that's a convenient sandwich on the go. However, now that the open started and things are quieting down with the gym, I noticed that my diet isn't the same. I reach for sugar way too much um, and I'm fueling my day on sarcasm coffee and sweeties um, that's not good you know why so, that's because you're a business owner that's what happens I'm yeah, the same like when is. when we're in it and we're working crazy hours and you and you've got projects going on it, I don't care who you are that's sometimes the way it goes you go for the caffeine you go for the sugar and that's what powers you through and I, I know yeah. all about that so you don't have to explain that to me yeah but, well that's not a very conducive diet with elite athletic performance, believe exactly. it or not. Exactly. Um, so 
And back with Carl now, I submitted my three-day food diary again today. Oh, actually, last night. And I literally pushed submit like this. <laughs> I can't. When he reads that, he's going to be like, Shell, who's that food diary you submitted? Because I know it can't be yours. And I thought, oh, God, had a Freddo for breakfast on Sunday. So, um, yeah, not great. Um, so now, with food, I'm getting better. And I'm definitely... Um, getting back on track with Carl and his, his recommendations for my diet. So um, that's what I've been doing recently, uh, trying to get my, my food back right. But usually I eat anywhere up to 3000 calories a day. I have quite a high protein intake. Um, I shy away from dairy products because I'm lactose intolerant. So I don't tend to have much of that. And recently I've been trying more of a vegetarian style diet. Um, so I've been on reduced meat, but I still eat quite a lot of fish. Um, so yeah, that's my training. That's my diet. That's my recovery. And recovery for me is massive. I use a new therapy gun, a flow gun that yeah. I use for my muscles a lot. Um, and I also have a complex. So I, I drift between those two as recovery techniques. I've been um, taking quite a bit of like my protein powder and my electrolytes and electrolytes and carbs. I try and sleep as much as possible. And I um, recently I've tried CBD oil um, yep. to try and help my recovery. Have you ever tried that? Uh, I've dabbled with it, yeah, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've, everything I've read and all the research I've done and all the podcasts I've listened to about it sounds like it's a top-notch supplement, but it's not something that I'm currently using at the moment. But yeah, I've heard good things about CBD oil for sure. Well, I work with a company called Challenge State, and they originally said, try it out, see how you get on. And I said, look, I won't be posting about this if I don't think it's legit. And they were like, yeah, no, no problem at all. No pressure. If it helps you. Generally, they just actually um, approached me because I sent out an email in that email subscription of mine saying, guys, I'm dying. Like, I'm, I'm drowning here. I am so stressed. And, like, they came back and said, try this. See what it's like on your stress levels. Should help you sleep. Should help you recover quicker. And right enough, I've been trying it now for six weeks. I would say it's legit. I would say it works. I would say I've noticed the difference on it. So that to me is all I need to know. Does it help me? Done. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Completely agree. For sure. Do you track it? Do you track it all as well? Do you track your recovery and sleep and all that kind of stuff? What, yeah. what Usually you... I have an Apple watch on. I just Apple don't watch. have it on just now. It's on charge because I wasn't going to be doing anything for the next hour. Perfect opportunity to charge the thing. But yeah, I track my training so I know what my heart rates look like so I can compare them to the week before if I've got intervals or sprints. I track my sleep and look at how much REM sleep I get per night, REM sleep per night. I track my food on my fitness pal. Uh, yeah. Perfect. If you're not tracking, you don't know how you're going and you don't know if you're improving. So. If you don't monitor it, you cannot manage it. Exactly. There's a podcast on this as well. So if you haven't listened to that one, you can go back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah. That measuring and tracking, it's so, so important. Wicked. Well, that was, you breezed through that. That was, uh, that was, that was pretty, pretty great. And I'm sure we can, if you want any more information, listeners, you can shoot Shelly a message and uh, get more info on her, on her nutrition and training for sure. Um, before we wrap things up, Shelly, um, what what's next like where do you see things going over the next like year and beyond like what's the what's the goals and and stuff for the, the next next well, few years i'm currently trying to open sweatbox dundee it has its own instagram page 
Um, Sweatbox Dundee is a, my gym that will also have my clinic in it. We'll have a nutritionist here, we've got kids classes, we've got classes for older adults, plus we do CrossFit. That's where my, that's where my mind is, that's where my eyes are right now, on the business, on Sweatbox, and I'm investing more than just my money into this. Um, so that's my focus for my business mind. Um, I want to keep my online business alive as well, like my one-to-one -one clients, my online clients, working with plans, selling plans. I love doing that. I actually love like interacting with everyone. I really like my uh, um, Instagram page. I like DMs. I like chatting to people. So yeah, yeah. I want to make sure I stay on top of that. Um, but also, athletically, I'm working with a team at the minute, um, Team AOD, which is a gym that's down south. Um, AOD stands for Adapter Die, it's pretty cool. Um, so I am adapting with this team um, and we are looking to, we've entered the qualification standards for strength and depth, the CrossFit sanctional one, and also for the Norwegian CrossFit Championships against sanctionals. So with this team, we're looking to the games. We're looking to get to the games. So I'm gonna put my head down, I'm gonna train as much as I can. Granted, it's not the 100% I want it to be with everything else that's gone on around me, but I'm doing my best. So hopefully us four work together well and we do well during the open season. Like tonight I'm redoing 20.1. So um, with our scores combined, we hope to qualify for SIF and we hope to qualify for the Norwegian Championships and then anything else that we want to do together. So I'll be competing this year with that team um, and I will be focusing on doing my best for them and for me um, and I'll be opening Sweatbox and I'll be looking after my little dog Marvin and I'll be making sure I spend enough time with my mum. Perfect, love it, got it mapped out, it's good. That's it. Awesome. Let's wrap this up then, Shelley, with a few bits. The first one is, if there's somebody listening to this, they've never ever done CrossFit before, and they just they felt inspired by you and what you've said today, and they just really want to get into it, what would be your maybe one piece of biggest advice or one tip that you could give them to, to get them going and, and get started? Go to an actual CrossFit box, because the second they step over that door, Someone's going to say, hi, welcome. What's your name? Why are you here? What can I do for you? And everything else will just fall into place. But unless they take the step and going to a commercial gym and trying to do CrossFit on your own is so hard. It's 10 times harder than going to an actual CrossFit gym, CrossFit box and meeting a coach. So to them, don't be scared. It is scary. I know, but don't be scared. You have to try it. So get through that door and just say hi and they will say hi back and everything's just going to fall into place. That's all you need to do. Just take the first step. What about then the guys that are already doing CrossFit and they're like, I want to compete or I want to take my CrossFit to the next level. What would be the one piece of advice for those people? Write down the things that we've discussed, sleep, nutrition, recovery, training, and mindset. There's five points. Are you sleeping enough? Yes or no? And we know that you need at least eight hours, but I go for 10. So wow. are you sleeping enough? Is your nutrition on point? Are you tracking it? 
Are you actually eating what you need or are you eating what you want? They're two very different things. Your training, is it set and is it structured? Or are you just cherry picking what you like because it's more enjoyable to just back squat 150 every day because you know you're good at it? Is your training rounded? And is it, is it actually finding your faults for you to fix? And um, your recovery, are you recovering enough? If you're overtraining, you're slowing yourself down. Overtraining is like adding bricks to your pathway. You don't need them. Take them out. Shorten it. Give yourself a day or two off. Let your body rest. Let your body adapt and come back stronger. Giving 100% on the days that you're fresh instead of 60% every day because you don't know what fresh is. And your last one's your mindset. Your head has to be in the right space that you can do this and that you will do this. And if it isn't in that space and there's any doubt whatsoever, that just sinks into you negatively. There, here's a quote for that mindset. The most important conversations you'll ever have are the ones you have with yourself. So unless your mind is on point and unless you're ready to do this, and I mean like ready to do this, then it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be very easy. Your body will only do what your mind allows. Those five things you've just mentioned there, that I mean, to me, they're not just for CrossFit, they're for everything. Like if you work on if you work on all of those five things and master all of them, then everything in your life's gonna improve, not just your CrossFit and your everything. Literally everything. So yeah, perfect. Perfect answer. We always uh finish my show then, Shelly, in the same way. The first thing is where can the guys listening in go to find out more about you? What's your your website, your Instagram, all that kind of bits and bobs? Hit us with them. Well, my Instagram is at CF, as in CrossFit, CF Shelly. My name is Shelly McCoy. So if you Google that, everything pops up anyway. I've got a Facebook, I've got an Instagram, and that's linked to my Sweatbox account. It's also linked to my Complete Physique account, which is all my medical stuff, which is all my like therapy, my rehab, my PT. And I'm also an online CrossFit coach at a place called Complete Compete. So again, CF Shelley's on my Instagram. I've got my Facebook. There's Sweatbox Dundee you could find me at. You can find me at Complete Physique, spelled with a Z, or Complete Compete. Um, and my email address is info at shellymccoy.co.uk if anyone wants to just drop me a little email. Awesome. You should definitely go and check out Shelley's Instagram because that's how I found out about you, Instagram. So it's an amazing account. And Shelly is in ridiculous shape as well. So... When she said she's like not eating very well, she's uh, she's still in amazing shape. So, yeah, it's all good. Go and check out the Instagram for sure. Last thing then, always finish the Kinetic Fitness show in the same way, and it's with a favorite quote. And you've already hit us with about three or four quotes, but can you just end the show with a favorite quote? It can be one of your own. It can be something that you live by or whatever you want. Just finish it with one of your favorite quotes, please. Um... Always be yourself because everybody else is taken. Perfect. Love it. That's it. We're done. Thank you so much for your time, Shelly. I really appreciate it. And also, I wish you all the best with your business and all the success with your business and your CrossFit as well. And just, yeah, I'm sure you'll do amazing because from what you've told me, you're on the right path for sure. So it's all good. And we'll keep in touch as well. We'll keep in touch for sure. Yeah, do for sure. Yeah, I'd love that. And when I'm up in Dundee, I'll come and get pasted by you. And then when you come down here, I'll work you out as well. 
Sweet. <laughs> all good. All good. Have a great day, and I will. Uh, I will speak to you soon. Thanks very much, Ali. No worries. That's a wrap on another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, peace and love.